Hey there, TikTok listeners, Ashlyn Puckett here. You may have heard the word workflow before and wondered what the heck are they talking about? You may have also heard us throw around the term client experience and wondered what we meant by it. Well, we don't just want to tell you, we want to show you. We're hosting a live open house webinar for our most popular product, our client communication templates. The signature workflow that put Teak on the map got a major glow up and is now available for all CRMs. Advisors have been begging us forever to rework our traditional TravelJoy workflow templates to be more general for any CRM, and we finally did it. If jumpstarting 2024 with a streamlined, automated system sounds like a dream, then you're gonna wanna get in on this ASAP. Our client communication templates are a complete collection of email, form, and task list templates to help you enforce boundaries, manage expectations, and deliver a high-end travel booking experience. If you're wondering, can they really be that good? Don't just take our word for it. Check out the testimonials on our website. Or better yet, join us for an exclusive behind-the-scenes free tour of our client communication templates and all of the amazing resources waiting for you inside. Have you ever bought something after being promised the world only to be let down by the actual product? Yeah, us too. That's why we're peeling back the metaphorical curtain and showing you exactly what you get when you purchase our best-selling client communication templates. To join our next open house and to see how our client communication templates can genuinely change your business, register at the link in the show notes below. I look forward to hopefully seeing you all at the open house. Hello, TikToks listeners. Today, we are discussing one of our very favorite topics, creating a client experience that works for you and your business. When we use the term workflow in this episode, it can be equated to a series of emails and forms that create a consistent client experience. So don't let the terminology overwhelm you. It's simply a sequence of communication that you follow for every client so that you're creating a business that supports referrals, getting the exact same experience. But what if you have different niches? That's the topic we're going to tackle today. We're going to share how you can create one workflow, but duplicate it and edit it to fit different types of travel. Joining us to walk through the process is Ashlyn Puckett. She was a client experience manager for a travel agency, and now she is our community manager and resident workflow guru. Hey, it's your travel industry best friends, Robin and Jen from Teak. We're obsessed with practically anything that touches your business and allows you to scale to the level of success that you've always dreamt of. With Robin's background in sales and marketing and Jennifer's experience as a management level HR professional, we grew a small itinerary creation company into a multi-million dollar travel agency. And now we aim to help others skip the hard stuff and get right to the big wins. We're probably each recording this holding a glass of wine. So pour one up with us, grab a seat, and join us to talk all things travel and business. Welcome, Ashlyn. Hi, everybody. It's great to be here today. We are so happy that you're back. Thank you for coming back. We always have Ashlyn on anytime we talk about client experience, workflows, anything like that. She's going to kick this episode off with sharing a little bit about Teak's perspective on this, what we do in order to serve our clients for workflows, and how it all really came to be when it comes to talking about client experience and the templates and all of this. Then we're going to get into how you yourself can personally create a niche-specific workflow in your business 
that allows you to serve different clientele or different areas of the world. So Ashlyn, take it away. Share a little bit on how we currently offer workflow services to our clients and what that looks and feels like. Sure, I would love to. So our baseline workflow offering is a collection of templates that help you communicate with your clients throughout your booking process. Jen and I have always kind of said, if somebody's looking for a workflow, this is the first place we're going to send them because this can cater to everybody. Whenever we get into that custom workflow, custom client experience, that's when it changes and not everybody would need to do this. So with that collection of templates, this is our client communication templates that we offer. It is going to help you communicate with your clients from the moment that they inquire to securing that deposit and then all the way until they return from their trips. So these templates not only help you stay organized and communicate with your clients in an effective way, it's going to ensure that you have a process that is the same for all clients and they're going to have a really good booking experience from you being able to do that and offer that to them. So this year, we launched a brand new service called the Custom Client Experience where we help 12 travel advisors create a fully custom workflow from start to finish for their travel business. And the reason why we did this is because a lot of advisors, Jen being one of them, when she sold travel, she had a variety of different niches, as well as she was an agency owner. So the ICs under her had different niches as well. So we kind of created a custom client experience for her for each niche. So we would take that baseline collection of templates and duplicate that per niche. So for example, she had multi-leg FIT. She had a lot of tropical all-inclusive clients. We did specific ones for specific places like Italy she sold a ton of. So once you identify your niches, that's when you want to start looking at customizing and taking that client experience to the next level. So with this project, it's five weeks with you and me, and you're going to walk away with a fully customized client experience full of emails, forms, and task lists that are automated for you for all of your niches. We do right now up to five different task lists, and that means less working for you on the weekends, happier clients. It's a win-win. I love that. I have to share a little bit of the beginnings of the client communication templates because I think it's really interesting. And if you've heard this before, I apologize because our story is our story. It doesn't change. But first of all, Ashlyn mentioned the 12 advisors that we assisted creating this custom client experience workflow. And that's because we do essentially like one a month. And we're recording this at the end of 2023, going into 2024. I think we're doing 11 this year. So it's a very labor intensive service. And if you're thinking that you can do it yourself, then more power to you for sure. That's why we're having this episode so that you're empowered with that information. It is definitely a boots on the ground effort to like get all of the different niche information together. And people are always like, why don't you create a workflow for cruise? Why don't you create a workflow for et cetera? And it's because there's so much information that goes into every niche-specific workflow that it could go in a million different directions. And you could tweak your workflow forever. I just want to say that right now because people get their workflow back and they're like, 
well, I'm still going to make a few changes. I promise you, no matter who you are and what you sell, you're going to make changes forever. Up until the day that I sold my agency, I was still tweaking the workflow to make sure that it was aligned with current global trends and information, taking out the COVID testing information, putting in additional regulatory information and signature captures. Like you, you are going to evolve your workflow over time, just like you'll evolve your brand and your terms and conditions, because you're probably going to be addressing what has happened in your business and what information your clients did not get from you that they need from you, or you're going to be adapting your voice and tone to a new audience if you're like graduating your clients into a more luxury space. So I just want to put that out there because I think that's really important to mention. Also, taking it back to the beginning, I started Explore Tour in 2015 is when the LLC was filed. I didn't actually start selling travel travel in the way that we know it now until like two years later, 2000, really 2018, if I'm being fully transparent, because I sat on that LLC for a year, started doing itinerary creation. It morphed into the actual travel agent advisor space where there was commissionable sales coming in. And then we went independent and we changed our CRM from vacation CRM to Travel Joy. And I didn't know at the time like all the capabilities of Travel Joy. I have to admit, I am not always the most discerning consumer. I am like a very knee-jerk, decisive person. I'm like, looks great, looks aesthetically pleasing, seems intuitive enough, pull the trigger. I am now a member of this community. I don't know. It's not that I don't care. It's that to me, I'm like, let's keep it moving. That's actually why Robin and I work so well is because she's like, pump the brakes, let's evaluate. And I'm like, progress, progress, progress. So we are always like push pulling in the best way possible. But when we changed to Travel Joy, Robin's the one that even found out that we could adjust our dashboard to different steps and could create templates. I didn't know. I was just like still communicating through the platform and email, but I was more so using it as a storage portal for client contact information. I was not using it to the full capability. And so she's the one that created 14 templates and it was 14 emails and we had our inquiry form. That was kind of it. It was like 14 emails in one form, maybe two forms. And so as time evolved, we were like, oh, this email we keep copying and pasting. Let's create another template. And then COVID happened and people were canceling things. And we were like, this is really frustrating that we're not capturing a signature or we're not capturing a form that's requesting an itinerary change or a cancellation. Hey, we should make that into a template. So that is where it all started. It started in 2018, maybe even 19, if I'm looking at dates really definitively. So 2019, this concept kind of came to be. And then 2020 forced it to be much more legitimized because that's when it was for just the world was forcing every travel advisor to be more legitimate in their business processes. And now we're at 44 emails, 14 forms, two task lists. Like now this client communication template bundle that we have created is essentially the foundation for every custom client experience because you can take this, you can duplicate it, you can change the verbiage, the language, the niche, and you can make it your own. So 
I wanted to give that backstory on how it came to be because I think it's really important that someone who is so systems focused, like Robin does not love the reactive part of travel. It's why she wanted to get out of travel. I love the critical thinking of travel. So anytime something that needed to be solved, like a problem came up, I wanted to create a new template, but she had essentially conceptualized the workflow as we know it from its infancy. All that to say, here we are today. We have a foundational workflow. And when we say workflow, what does that mean? It starts with defining the life cycle of a booking and outlining the steps along the way. So those first 14 emails were probably something like initial outreach, proposal, booking confirmation, maybe like a wrap-up document and 24-hour reminder and a welcome home. I realize that's not 14, but it was something roughly along that where it was pretty sparse, but functional considering we didn't even know that we were supposed to send documents in the beginning. I think that was quite progressive of us, but it took us sitting down. I remember this call distinctly and I was like, you know what? I really love this concept of what you're doing here because she had even created branded heterographics and everything. And I was like, I really love this concept of what you're doing. And then we went through and we said, okay, what's the next step of the process? What can we put in place for this? And so that's when I started creating a list of more touch points. So it did take us an initial rough concept, feet to the fire, kind of crucial turning point really in history, but also in the industry. And then a meeting where we sat down and said, let's refine the language. Let's make it more detailed Let's add other touch points. And what are you seeing that you feel like you keep copying and pasting? What can we add to this? If you are creating your workflow by yourself, so say you're not going to use our foundational templates or you're not going to use someone else's templates, then I request that you sit down and you think through every touch point that you have with every client consistently and just generalize, okay, initial inquiry response, scheduler response. You're going to take the time to make those as detailed as possible while also not turning off your target audience, right? If you have a busy professional audience, they don't want something that's super robust and lengthy and over descriptive. You want something that's concise and efficient, but you need to find what are the consistent points for every single person that you serve and build that out as your foundational product. And then from there, you can move forward. And that's where I'm going to hand it back to Ashlyn because she has some things to kind of add to that and piggyback off of once you've defined the life cycle of your booking for your business model. This looks different for everyone. Like some people might take a fee or they don't take a fee or they might take a fee before the intake call and they might take a fee after the intake call. It doesn't matter. It's whatever suits your business and how you're doing business and how it works for you. That's what you need to decide in this life cycle of a booking. And I do want to touch on that really quickly and just say that with our foundational touch points, we do have a task list of the way that we think a process should flow, but that doesn't mean you can't tailor it. And if we do the implementation for you, we tailor it a little bit for you and your process with the planning fees or your timeframes for your turnarounds. So anything is editable. So just because we share it with you in one structure doesn't mean that's the structure you have to follow. So I love that, what Jen just said. And then you really want to create a process map. So you want to go ahead and get everything down on paper 
or there's a really cool website called diagrams.net that's linked with the Google office space. So if you use that, you can actually map it out and see it visually. And I'm a visual learner. So that's how I like to see things. But I really like mapping it out that way. So you want to identify those niches, whether that's Africa, cruises, like a river cruise or a European cruise or Disney. That's a big one that we see a lot of. And Disney is ever changing, as Jen and I both know. So if you have something like that, map out your process, add in the extra steps as well for each niche. So Certain places in Africa are going to require certain vaccinations and you want to make sure that you're reaching out at a touch point to reach out to your clients and say, hey, have you scheduled these vaccines? Here are some resources to help you get that done. And I think that's another really great way of making sure you're mapping out those steps when you want to send those things as well. So I want to send this 30 days out, 20 days out, all of that good stuff. And you do also just want to do some market research as well. And that could be on Google. That could be asking around if you have a community that you're a part of, asking what their clients have had experiences with using your past experiences booking for clients to be able to tailor the process. I was told, I did not know this, that cruise check-ins are typically like 72 hours prior instead of 24 hours. So that's something that I didn't know, but you'd want to tailor that process. And then from there, you want to go ahead and map out and build out those task lists that we are talking about. So you want to use the workflow that you want to reach out to your clients in. So start at the top, start with the inquiry, then the intake call. Then I want to collect their planning fee payment and send them a client profile form all the way until they're returning from the trip and you're going to archive them. I think this is really interesting because I used to work at a shipping company and we did this massive client experience overhaul in the customer service department. We had hired a process map consultant and essentially she came in and she interviewed everyone on like what they do. And she's like, okay, but if they do this, then what? If they do this, then what? So like, I think of it like honestly, our active campaign back office when we have automations and it's like, was this step followed? If yes, do this. If this step was not followed, if no, do this. So you want to think of your workflow like that. When you're thinking of a process map, it's not linear. You know, it's like someone might get to the point where you do the intake call and it's like, complete the intake call. If yes, do this. If no, do this. And maybe that no is you decline working with that client because they didn't value your time and they didn't show up on the intake call. If yes, then you send the recap. So maybe you need an email template that's like, I'm so sorry we didn't connect today. I wish you the best and you bless and release that client. So you do need the no side, not just the yes side of the workflow. And the same with has a client answered your proposal? If no, do you have a follow-up email? You don't want to have to type the same thing over and over again. So always think if yes, this email, if no, this email. And I think that's really where the process map comes into play. But that's also super helpful if you are ever going to grow your team and you have a VA, even if you're hiring a contracted VA and they're just coming in to help manage your processes somewhat, they need to know okay, if this client does this, then I send this email. And if they do this, I need to send this email. It allows people to step into your position and manage your business should you ever need that. So starting with that as a foundation 
it allows you not to have to go backwards and recreate it later and document it because we know it's like our house. I said like in the beginning when we moved in, I was like, I want the kitchen painted. And he was like, we'll do it later. And I'm like, you're never going to do it later. Let's be honest. Like you never paint the kitchen later. So it's never going to be convenient to step away from your business. Never going to be more convenient, I should say, to step away from your business than when you're doing the thing already. So you're already committed to creating the workflow. Just create the process map and get it in documentation. I mean, think about when I was a client experience manager and I had not been in the industry prior as well. I was transitioning into the industry the way that I would not have exactly known what to say to that client. But then it would just be, okay, send email 12. And like, amazing the way that you can offboard things as well. That was a really good point. So first step, you're going to define the life cycle of a booking in general terms. And two, you're going to create a process map. Three, you're going to outline the emails that you need. And we kind of like these steps are like blending together a little bit, but say step one, life cycle of a booking, I would say is more conceptual. You're just jotting down the steps. Step two, you're mapping out what the path they're taking is based off of their decisions. And step three, that's when you start to get into the actual meat and potatoes, the content of what you're going to be sending to your clients. You're going to outline the exact emails that you need and the forms corresponding with that. And you can do this in Google Documents. You could do this in your CRM. I would highly recommend taking that process map that you completed in step two and then just creating an editable Google document from there that can be your master copy moving forward before you ever put it into your CRM. And Ashlyn, correct me if I'm wrong, that is how you do this for custom client experience as well, correct? It is how I do it. And I highly recommend it because several clients have reached out to me post-project and said, hey, I changed this template on accident. Do you have the original? And we had that Google Doc right there. So I do highly recommend doing this. I didn't even think of it that way. I thought about it more as just an easier way of editing because I find editing in a CRM, like you, you're you not going to see things as a flow in a CRM. You're usually going to toggle into a single template. But whereas if you're in a Google document, you can scroll and you can see everything from this like bird's eye view. Right. A lot of clients that we've worked with have asked to have it in that way as well, because it's visually very aesthetically pleasing. And again, you see it all in one place, like you said. I think that's also nice to have if you're ever recreating who your audience is, rebranding, adding people to the team. Like it's just a nice to have. I found it very difficult because I did not do this. I'm speaking from the other side. I did not do this and it became so complicated to change how things were kind of corresponding with each other. And I'll give an example. Originally, Explorator did not charge fees on the front end. We would book a trip and then offer daily itinerary creation as an additional fee. So to plan the trip itself did not require an initial planning fee. But once someone booked, we would say, now do you want to upgrade your experience? And we will do daily itinerary creation for XYZ amount of dollars per day. And this will also give you access to an online itinerary app. And it's just going to elevate your experience as a whole. So it was a little bit backwards, but I do think that in times pre-COVID, people didn't necessarily 
value the expertise of travel advisors just as much yet. They didn't realize the risk of booking travel. They didn't necessarily understand the knowledge that travel advisors had more so than an average person or Pinterest or what have you. So the philosophy there was, is I'm going to showcase my value on that intake call. I'm going to solidify the booking, and then I'm going to capitalize on on that in the end, once they see my knowledge and how I can actually build that out. So in the proposal, I would say, and if you choose to add itinerary creation, this is what it could look like. And I would just in general terms, paint this very just dreamy picture of what it could look like. So they were like, wait, I want to know more about that. And it would convert into a higher ticket sale. Then came October 2021, where we're just like sitting there and we're our bank accounts are decimated and we're like, okay, well, joke's on us. Everyone told us to charge fees and we didn't. And, you know, people weren't actually getting across the proposal finish line, so they weren't converting to that higher planning fee option. So then we got together as a company at a retreat And we decided on a structure that worked for everyone at all levels of planning. So some might have been more green or they were working with an audience that was a more moderate income level. And then there were some that were really high end luxury and they were targeting that audience. But we decided on a structure that had a starting point fee wise, but it gave the autonomy of the advisors to charge what they felt was appropriate for that trip. So when we made that decision, it required me as the host agency owner because I was, that was a perk of being part of Exploratories that the workflow was included as an inclusion (laughs) with the IC's contract. So what I did was I went in and I edited the entire workflow, but I had to change the functionality of that planning fee invoice going out after the intake call. And I had to change when the client profile form went out as well. And they ended up going out at the same time, but they functionality wise, they had to go out in different emails, which felt a little clunky, but I think it ended up turning out just fine. And so I say all of that because it would have been a lot smoother for me to look at a Google document than toggle in between different templates to figure out this goes here. I have to change this connective form to this. And it became just a little bit more cumbersome. And then I did end up archiving everybody's templates and re-importing it. And that that was perfectly fine because Travel Joy wants an agency owner who has ICs in that same kind of platform or their account. You can share the templates across the team. So I was able to do that once it was figured out. But I just want to say that it would have been really nice to have that Google document. It would have saved a lot of back and forth and I ended up sitting on the couch for a day and I knew what I was doing. And that's one niche. That was one general FIT niche. And I just ended up sitting on the couch the whole day, tweaking it, changing any verbiage, updating the images. And it's it's a labor of love. It is a labor of love. And that was, again, I know my voice. I know the process. I know the functionality of Travel Joy. And so someone coming into this that doesn't know any of that, they haven't defined their target audience, or they don't know when they want to send the planning fee invoice, and they're not referring to a pre-constructed workflow like our client communication templates, I could see how this would be a daunting task that frankly never gets done. 
I agree. And I think that that's what happens. I think it is what, even the people that do buy the templates, they find it very overwhelming and they come back to us a lot of the time and they're like, Hey, can you implement it? If you are feeling overwhelmed, don't overthink it. Start somewhere, like start with these three steps. We're getting to four and five in just a second, but start with simplified life cycle of booking, map it out. Ashlyn said diagrams.net and then start to build out the meat and potatoes of your emails and forms. And when you're building out the forms, if you have a system that allows for a signature capture, I highly, highly, highly recommend don't think of forms as something that has to have a million fields. It can just be a signature capture. So it can just be, yes, these booking documents look accurate. I sign off that they are accurate. The liability that you could take from certain things that would dissolve if you just had the signature. Look at that. I love that. Okay. We're going to continue on in this concept and and Ashlyn's going to continue on in step three. So how would you and how have you assisted your clients or even streamlined your process as someone that is providing this service? How have you helped manage your time? And do this efficiently, especially in like niches that maybe you don't know as well. Like you just mentioned cruising. You didn't know about the check-ins. Like, But that doesn't mean that you're not a resource for the information. I think that's it's a lot like people are like, hey, have you traveled to this country before? I haven't been to Portugal, but I sure as heck have planned amazing trips to Portugal. So to me, this is very parallel in that. Like you might not have booked cruises or known that fact, but you can make a dang good cruise workflow. So talk about how you've done that in ways that our audience can streamline that to make it more manageable time-wise. So I think the biggest thing is simplifying the process for you. And so making 40 emails from scratch every time is a time suck and it's not the best way to go about making a niche workflow. So if you use EEW or client communication templates, same thing as we mentioned. But if you're using those, let that be your starting point. So from there, you can duplicate each of those emails, make a copy of that Google document, or duplicate each email in TravelJoy. If you're working inside of a system or a similar system, you can duplicate and edit in there as well. And so that is my favorite way is the Google Doc is my preference. I then like to go add it to TravelJoy and copy and paste is so simple with this platform. But I really do like to use that Google document. I duplicate it. And then for the cruise example, I had to do a little bit of research on the cruise websites. But before I do that, I like to use my old friend ChatGPT. I just pop in and say something like, what do I need to know about celebrity cruises? Or what should I know before embarking on a cruise? Something like that, that will help you see, okay, I need to make sure that I'm discussing this point with my clients before they go, or I need to add this sort of button for them to book their excursions on their own. And then you can hyperlink that in your workflow. Another way Jen mentioned earlier, and I've just been thinking about it, was she said she knew her voice. And that's something that a lot of our clients come to us and they say, I really want to make sure that my voice is echoed through the workflow or this isn't necessarily my voice. I want to change it a little bit. And so if I have an idea, if I can look at their past emails or 
talk to them on the phone. I can get kind of a vibe and then I can go in and either tailor them on my own or pop whole email into chat GPT and say like, make this a little more serious. Somebody said, I just want really serious, not serious emails, but they were like, I just want it to be straight and narrow. And so we can do that too. And so if you don't know your voice or if you know your voice, but you don't know how to convey it on paper, that's where chat GPT could be a really good resource and take the bones again of that first email touch point, like that outreach touch point. Well, okay, maybe that one's not the best example, but if you have a hotel only booking and you have your whole booking process, all you're going to have to do is shorten that process for that hotel only workflow. And then if it's tropical, just make sure you're tailoring the touch points, editing them if it's all inclusive to be more towards an all inclusive vacation. Verbiage wise, the questions you're asking, just kind of directing them to book things through their concierge when they arrive, or if there's a link, you just kind of need to research it to know. And I just really like again, the duplicating and the chat GPT to help you get there. Hot take. I don't think you need to do an entire different workflow for every niche. If it were me, I would implement the client communication templates in their entirety. And then I would duplicate and tweak the nurture email. So essentially everything post booking or even booking confirmation, because sometimes there's some location insight that you receive at time of booking, like if it is a vaccine appropriate destination, then maybe you want them to have that at the point of booking. So they're not getting that at 90 days and then freaking out. But essentially all of those nurture emails, to me, I don't think the point of inquiry through the process of proposal and the sale, that initial sales process always needs to be different. The one thing that I think could be different would be the inquiry form. And this is how I visualize it. If I were to start tomorrow, and I love these exercises, like, okay, if I were to start tomorrow, and I think I mentioned this actually on that podcast episode, if you haven't listened to it yet, I would have on my contact form on my website, I would have it broken out by blocks and say, like, pick your trip type. And I would have my niches broken out. So I will use Safari as the example because I was actually on Safari and I was thinking how helpful a different inquiry form would have been. Like, do you need to always have Wi-Fi accessible to you? Because there was one camp that I was at, it was a lodge, and I didn't have Wi-Fi in the room, but I had it at the main restaurant, but it was very weak. And if I had had kids at that time, my blood pressure would have been wild. I was just thinking, I'm like, I tried to convince my best friend and her husband to go. They would have melted down. He's a lawyer and he's always on call essentially because he does hotel litigation all around the world and she has three kids. Like it would just have been a nightmare for them. They wouldn't have been able to relax at all. And then another thing was we had to walk from our tent outside and there was only an outside shower and then had to go outside to go to the bathroom. But there were all these baboons. I was like, if I have to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night and I was pregnant, I am going to be attacked by a baboon. And so these things are prompts for creating your forms, right? What are the triggers that are going to ruin someone's time? Or what are the things that are going to make someone's experience? And when you can create forms on the front end that allow you to go into the intake call 
conversation that much more knowledgeable about the person. You are more efficient. They feel more seen. They have more trust with you. It's just a better feel overall. And then you're able to summarize that and send it to the DMC because these were questions that I would probably forget to ask on any intake call. Had I not walked away and been like, I need to create a safari specific form. Maybe someone is not pro-vaccine. They don't want to go to a destination where they have to get a vaccination. Okay, let's factor that in as well. There are a lot of questions that can be asked on the inquiry form that maybe could reduce discomfort on the intake call and just make you go into that call a little bit more empowered. That's all that I would have to say. So I would say inquiry form could be completely tailored to the niche if you are able to boil it down to three or four options. It doesn't need to be this extensive list. And then emails one through, let's say hypothetically, 15 can be the same because those are going to be your lead generation proposal, all of these things to the point of booking. And then after the point of booking, you could tailor it. And it's like your trip to Italy is booked. And then every touch point after that has Italy imagery and it has cutesy like ciao language. And it's just infusing that anticipation. So it's not even just about the information you're delivering. It's how you're delivering it and you're creating excitement along the way. And when you infuse the niche into those emails, it allows the client to be even more excited because they're getting that like little hint of the destination at every turn. I agree. I felt like you did a really good job of that exploratory too. And you even had some tailored to, I think it was like the client profile form or the 90 day form was tailored to the place that they were going to. It was like a specific resort had these offerings and we added them onto the form So instead of just saying like, hey, there's all these things you can do. What do you want to do? We had it all personalized on the form when we sent it to expedite the process. And they were a high-level client, but I don't think they knew that you did it for them. Yeah, it was Secret Bay and Dominica. And their onboarding for a client, like their pre-travel questionnaire is so intensive that we were like, I'm not going to send them this PDF, ask them to complete it and scan it back to us. So Once we started selling Secret Bay and I had been there and I could vouch for the experience, I could elaborate a little bit more in that form, manage expectations, and explain why they needed to know these things. Another form we created was Unico Mm -hmm. 2087 because I had sold a ton of vouchers during COVID when they did their voucher sale. So we ended up creating essentially like an onboarding just for Unico and had different like which restaurants are important to you, rank them or something like that. Like what time of night do you want to go to dinners? Do you want spa appointments? And we could hyperlink the spa menu because once you are selling a specific product a lot, and that's rare, right? Like not everyone is selling the same actual property so consistently, maybe destination, but because it was a specific property, it was just so easy to send that out. So if you are working with a specific property, that makes it even easier because you're able to link the spa or the different restaurant choices and capture that. And it makes that planning so much more seamless, so much more personalized. And when it's more seamless for you, it's definitely more seamless for the client. Everyone appreciates it. So I would say destination specific was probably more appropriate for me. Like we had safari wrap up, Italy wrap up, Greece wrap-up, tropical, all-inclusive wrap-up, and hotel only. Hotel only, which was just brief and to the point. Because frankly, 
if you have booked a hotel only, you're going to be annoyed if you get a million emails from someone. Like you're going to be like, whoa, I'm never booking with a travel agent again. I have gotten 13 emails about this simple hotel only three night stay in Savannah, Georgia. Like I feel overkill on this. You do also have to like remember, do you need to add to the workflow based off of the niche or do you need to pull back, especially if it's like flights only? Or no flights at all. That's true. If there's like a European no flights, that like the timing of that is different too. But I think you can manually tweak that as you go into it. That's getting really granular. Step four is you are going to create educational assets that complement those niche workflows. So for example, you could create packing lists. To me, a safari packing list, very different than a summer in Italy packing list. So creating these niche-specific educational assets, that's, yes, that's more of a resource, not necessarily educational, but you could do destination guides, you could do dining guides, whatever you want to do to elevate your experience. And I would say this is not a priority. This is a luxury. And if you are a luxury advisor, and again, don't think every advisor is a luxury advisor, it is okay to serve a moderate clientele And a moderate clientele may not be looking for a luxury high-touch experience. However, if you have a high-paying client who is going on a complex journey that wants and needs additional insight on their destination, this step could be crucial to you. So step four is a take it or leave it. I think it can be added on later. One resource that we found super valuable that we added on later was a what to do when guide. And It is included in our client communication templates. In that last wrap-up email, it says, before you leave, make sure you have these printed documents. And one of them is the what to do when guide. And I just think by the action of requiring or requesting someone to print something, they are going to process it more than if you just said like, and attached is a how we work guide if you want to check it out, especially for an international trip. I don't own a printer right now. I'm hyper millennial in that way. But I will find a printer for an international trip because I want a folder with physical things a lot of the time. I don't need my itinerary, but I do want to print out my insurance policy. I want to print out whatever else my advisor is telling me to print out. I'm going to have it in one folder and I'm going to have it in actually like a plastic. That would be a great thing to send a client, by the way, actually is like the waterproof folder with the like the flap at the top with the string that goes around the knob. If you are someone who sends things, we're we're not pro sending things because it goes into a different cost. Unless you have budgeted for it and you are charging for it and you're accounting for potential last minute overnight mailing items that is not going to dig into your profit margin, that would be a really cool thing to send because it is something that I take on every trip is a waterproof folder as if I'm just like spilling water in my backpack all the time with all of my documents. You never know. You never know. I agree. (laughs) If you have a how we work guide, you could tailor it to the niche. I don't think you necessarily need to tailor that to the niche unless you have a different kind of fee structure based off of the type of trip. So destination wedding would be a great example of that. If you have a destination wedding business, you should have a how we work guide or an onboarding pamphlet, I would say, specifically for destination wedding clients. If for nothing other than a lead generator on your website where you can say, want to know more about how we work or download our free 
destination wedding planning guide here. And you can utilize these assets in various different ways, whether it be a lead generator or actually incorporating it into your workflow. But that's something that, again, I think is a luxury, but is a really nice add-on if it's something that you are going to take the time to have. If you have a VA that can do that for you, if you're working with a contract VA to level up your services, all of these things could be implemented and really leveraged to make you look great. I agree. I think another one would be the FAQs is such a big and you can tailor them as well. But that what to do when guide is like and how we work guide are the Bibles. I would start there for sure. Okay. So now we've gotten all the goods, right? Like we've gotten the steps, the process map, the content with the copy, and then the assets that are going to complement these workflows. Now, what do we do, Ashlyn? Now we implement. So if you know us, you know, we are the travel joy girlies. We love it so hard. I am certified in travel joy. I mean, I love travel joy. So that is the system that we prefer to implement in. And if you do a project with us, it's actually the only system that we will implement in. But you can implement this into your chosen platform, whether that is vacation CRM, Dubsado, whatever it is. You can take your templates, take that Google Doc, and now we're going to implement everything you've created. So general rule of thumb, always start with the emails. That's always where we start. And if you are working in TravelJoy, you pretty much need to start with the emails to be able to link them to your forms. But start with the emails, add in your custom header graphics if you've created them, then go in, add your forms, implement those in, invoices, confirmations, all of that good stuff. And then last but not least, go ahead and build those task lists in your system if that's something that your system has functionality-wise. If you do have TravelJoy, if you do have the ability to create task lists, be sure to set up specific touch points to auto-send so that you can focus on other important tasks throughout the day. So certain touch points like that 24-hour before departure, just, hey, make sure you check in for your flight, just wanted to make sure any last-minute things, that doesn't need to be sent by you every single time for every single client. That could be automated every time, so you never have to send it. So I highly recommend looking into automations, seeing what you can take off your plate. If there's an email touch point that you never have to make an edit for, like payment reminders, things like that, go ahead and queue those up to auto send. And if your CRM doesn't have this feature, just skip that step. That's totally fine. Um, but if you can schedule emails, that's another little loophole for you down the line. Yeah, but you don't have to skip that step. You could actually implement your templates in a email platform, especially like 90-day touch point, 45-day touch point. One week out, I think is something that I would add to our workflow that we have not included, but like one week out, like house prep tips, like make sure to set your alarm for the day of your flight, make sure to take the garbage out, make sure you have someone covering your mail. Like I just think that would actually be like a nice little touch point. Set your thermostat to 78 or whatever it may be. Like to me, those little things are like taking extra care of your clients. Again, total luxury, not necessary. I think it's a nice touch. And then the 24 hour prior to departure is definitely something you can automate and the you've arrived email and then the welcome home email. 
Okay. So before we go, is there anything else you would recommend for people to create this niche specific workflow? I want to take it back to the task list real quick because we had two task lists, but all you have to do is duplicate the task list. For example, I'm going to go to Disney. Disney dining is at 60 days. You have to make your dinner reservations, your dining reservations for your clients at 60 days. So you need to make sure that you have all of your dining decisions made by day 61 and your alarm set at 4 a.m. to get up to make these dining reservations. And so if you have not automated that, if you have not created a Disney-specific task list, you're going off of FIT, you could really, really ruin someone's experience by completely missing the mark on this. A task list that is defined and created for your niche is imperative if you are going to be a specialist. And the same for Europe. So for example, like your you have arrived email should go out 24 hours after the day they depart from the US. So you have to account sometimes for time changes or different nuances to the niches. And I think the only way to really do that is by taking that foundational task list from booking, the booking task list, and duplicating it and making sure it aligns with the time specificities of the niche that you're working with. One tip that I do have that I think is really important is testing your workflow once you've implemented it into your system, especially with travel joy and linking the forms to the emails. I would make yourself a client, create a trip and always test it, do a mock client walkthrough, make sure it looks the way that you want it to look before you start using it. So you don't send an email that you didn't mean to send or wasn't the correct one. And then you feel on fire inside. And then if you do use Travel Joy, we do have a resource called the Travel Joy Lab, which is a collection of tutorials teaching you how to take that baseline workflow and implement it into your systems. You can use it to teach you how to duplicate things, all that good stuff. So if you're not looking to you know, have us implement it for you, you want to do it on your own, that's another resource that you could look into and add on if you are needing a little extra help. We also have a new fun training. It's called Implement With Us. And if you have purchased our client communication templates, you are invited, you're cordially invited to our Implement With Us training. And it's going to be quarterly. Our first one is in January. It's the 22nd and 23rd. And whoever registers will get the share codes. When you purchase our client communication templates, it comes with an editable Google document, but it also comes with PDFs with instructions. Now, if you do implement with us, you will get the share codes. And all you have to do is click twice. And these emails and forms are completely implemented into your travel joy, which is, I mean, I can't even explain the amount of time saved. It goes from probably someone who doesn't know what they're doing, taking two days plus down to about 30 minutes maximum. It's wild. So both the Travel Joy Lab and the Implement With Us program do offer this. The difference is the Travel Joy Lab is an evergreen bank of video recordings with additional Canva resources and assets that we discussed. The Implement With Us is two days of live training, two hours each, where we walk through the best practices of how to implement in your system and you get the share code. So we're essentially trying to tailor our approach based off of how you learn. 
we have seen based off of statistics in our Travel Joy Lab, not everyone is going to log in and watch videos. That's just a fact. They're not going to do this kind of evergreen content. But a lot of people really love live trainings where they can ask questions. And so we want to appeal to that audience. So the difference is it's also $97 to do the Implement With Us training. It's going to be great. We're super stoked about it. It's the first time we're doing it. And you get those share codes that can implement in 30 minutes all your emails and forms. It's wild. And then the other option, of course, is we can take these client communication templates once you have purchased them and we can implement them in your system for you. And that's called the Travel Joy Implementation Service. It is available to those in the secret menu inside the Google Drive for anyone who has purchased the Travel Joy templates. It is $1,500, but it is completely branded to you. So we change the hyperlinks. We add in descriptions of your business. We implement all the forms, task lists, emails, confirmations. We add branded header graphics. In five business days, you're walking away with a complete turnkey solution to your business without ever having to touch it. And you get a personalized mock client walkthrough. All right. Hopefully you were able to take something away from this that even if you are not a customer or a client of ours, you are feeling empowered to create more niche-specific workflows or even just a general workflow. If you have not implemented a general workflow in your business, we feel like this can streamline your business, reduce risk because you're not going to forget details along the way, and offload a lot of stress by employing automation. Thank you, listeners, for joining another Teak Talks episode. If you are loving our content, we'd love and appreciate your support and feedback. Head on over to Apple Podcasts, hit subscribe so that you never miss when an episode drops. And while you're there, please, please, please leave us a rating and review. We love to read them. We love to see them. And we greatly appreciate that you take the time to leave them for us. What can we say? We're not kidding when we tell you that we're big on transparency. That's why we've compiled a few bloopers. Whether you're laughing with us or at us, enjoy these never-before-heard moments. So now we got together as a community, like uh, now we got together as, but we decided on a structure that had a starting point fee-wise, but it gave the autonomy of the advisors to charge what they felt was appropriate for that trip. And where was I going? I was like a runaway train. It was good. I was on board. What were you talking about? We got away from what was on the paper a little bit. Was it about tailoring? Okay, okay, I got it, got it, got it. I'm back. We're sending you a long distance cheers because you just finished another episode of Teak Talk. If you loved what you heard, hit subscribe and head over to the show notes for any resources and a summary of this episode. In the meantime, if you want more access to us, we are personally inviting you to join our Niche by Teak community where we host live events, answer your questions, share destination masterclasses, and give you a front row seat to all the resources that we launch throughout the year. Plus, what's better than being surrounded by like-minded advisors that are hyping you up to succeed each day? We think nothing. Head over to www.teakhq.com backslash niche to join the community today.